Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hello again, Kat. Hey, Tanya. What's up? Um, the sky is falling in Minnesota again. Oh, are you serious? Do y'all have snow seriously? Yeah, we had it wow. like three inches on Monday. We're supposed to get three more inches on Thursday and three more inches on Saturday. Ugh. It's crazy. Wow, 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 wow. And I have on, in fact, you readers can't see, but look what I'm wearing. Shorts. shorts. What the heck? <laughs> I know, shorts. And I did put on a shirt for you, but I have a tank top on. Nice. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We are doing a book review. And you guys know that Tanya and I love our books. This is a book Tanya told me that she had read and we needed to do. And it's called Heal Yourself, A Return to Wholeness by Michelle Fondon. And she, Michelle is the author of nine books, including The Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda. And she lives in LA and she seems to really live an Ayurvedic lifestyle. And she also teaches, I think, at Chopra, the Chopra Center or Kripala. I don't remember one or the other, but she had, it's a, it's a good book. It's a pretty darn good book. What'd you yeah. think? I, I liked the book. I, I, it was, it was easy to get clean into. And I think this is a very great beginner book. Mm -hmm. Like this is perfect for the person that says, okay, the things I've been doing aren't doing it. I need a new path. And this is a great book to get you started on the path to, I like it, wholeness, mm -hmm. right? Yep. A return to wholeness. Yep. I think it is just really lovely. Some of the things she focuses on early on in the book is to remember how we are born whole and that it's our life, our events, the people we hang out with, our losses, our strife, that's what break us down and chip away at us. Mm -hmm. It's not that we were born broken. Right. It's we become broken, right? Mm -hmm. And so really being able to come back to this place of working on those fractures and those fragments so that we can become whole again mm -hmm. is, you know, such a lovely path and such a lovely journey. I loved in the intro where she talked about how healing is a decision and 90 to 95% of all illnesses are curable and preventable. And when I read that, I started really thinking about them and I was like, holy crap, that's really true. A lot of times though, we would much rather take a pill and blame something than to go, you know what, you know, of course I'm not a smoker, but you know, if someone has lung cancer, don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I thought that was pretty profound that healing is a decision. Yeah. So when you consider that too, in the intro of her book, like you're talking about the whole decision, she has a whole section on how misery is a choice. And I like think I highlighted so much on that because I was like, <laughs> oh my Oh my gosh, she's so not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did really enjoy that. So I had I had definitely highlighted from page nine in the intro, and I'm like, wow, I'm not even into this book, and I'm not <laughs> highlighting stuff, right? I'm flipping over to mine. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. started highlighting quite a bit on the misery is a choice and the return to wholeness. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then she moves into the first chapter where she's now talking about really kind of that place of of moving into wholeness and recapturing who you are. And she goes through it in the layers of the body, which, you know, you and I have talked about when we've done our like kosha bodies in our 300 hour, but really talking about those layers of auric value, right? Mm -hmm. And she really captured me on page 32, where she started to talk about the universal soul layer. Like this, yes, this just really got me because this just fits par into like all my energy medicine and the intelligence that I try and work through with people on like Ayurvedic wellness and on, you know, really getting down to that layer in your mindset where you want to be one with nature instead of fighting against it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it goes down to something as simple as, you know, when you're working a night job, how much of a struggle that is for your body when you are literally in contrast with nature, like working when it's dark and sleeping when it's day and mm-hmm. how much havoc that wreaks on on your body, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but this universal layer, like I highlighted so much of this, like, you know, you are part of that universal flow, but you might be programmed to think that this is a rat race and that you have to fight your way to get ahead. And when you, you know, just like coming out of the victim mentality, you know, episode that we just did, but same thing, when you come out the gates as fighter mentality, like this is also going to just tear at you over and over and over again, as opposed to get in line and align yourself with what works for you naturally, as opposed to always being in fight stance like your body will just suffer right Mm. suffering comes in part by the belief that the universe is not perfect as it is so get in line yeah Mm -hmm. cool stuff you know back um skipping back a little bit to page 20 this is a part this is the time of year where i have a lot of people that come in wanting to reshape their body and redo this and redo that and i have a big group of people i mean our demographic at our studio is from the 20s up to 80. So we have a huge diverse age range. But I would say the majority of our people are late 30s to 60, probably. And so they're all struggling with different body issues they have. And so on page 20, she talks about how right before she turned 49, she noticed that she was getting flabby. And her flabby dis did not really reflect the vegetarian lifestyle and the fitness lifestyle that she lived because she was very active, but there was nothing she could do because, or at the time, but that she thought because of just getting older, because, you know, we start losing muscle mass all the time. So she decided to make some changes. And so to reverse the uh, muscle loss, she started weight training four times a week and she started taking uh, branch chain amino, amino acids and increasing her protein intake. And I saw that and it was just a light bulb for me because that's so much when I did personal training a lot. Some of the things that I preached to women that were going through all of this and she said it there, I thought that was fabulous. But the thing that really stuck with me was the last paragraph on 21. The same goes for the human brain. While the human brain starts to shrink after age 30, we can still create neuropathways. Neuroscientists have found that the brain has neuroplasticity even 
even as we age. And you can increase cognitive ability as you work out the brain by learning new skills and even by meditating daily. And I just love that because, you know, I've been talking, we've got quite a few people that um, come to the studio, quite a few, like four or five that talk about memory loss. And so this, I thought was very neat to share that with them, that just because, you know, you are getting older doesn't mean you can't keep practicing new skills. And it's not something we don't already know, but having it written down the way she wrote it, I thought was lovely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so let's see, as we move into the second chapter of her book, actually, did I get all the way to the second chapter? I think (laughs) highlighted on 45, which Mm -hmm. is still in the first chapter where she talks about anger. And this is this is something that I feel like a lot of people need to really address in their life. I literally just saw somebody in Reiki yesterday and she's like, I'm just so mad. I'm just so mad at what's happened. And I'm so mad at where my life is. And I'm I'm just so angry. And I was like, and how is that suiting you? How is that feeling in your body? Is it working for you? Right? Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, People who are in my Reiki room are coming to me because what they're currently doing isn't working, right? And so that just really comes up for me right there on page 45 and 46, where she talks about how anger is usually masked hurt. And I think you've heard me say this before, even on the podcast, that anger is the opposite side of the fear coin. Like I say that a lot. And so anger really isn't the actual root emotion. It's usually something else under it. And really taking the time to figure out what it is underneath it, whether it's hurt or fear or, you know, shame or whatever, like, because that really does work against you. So I just really liked that part too. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything in chapter two or chapter three? Well, one other thing in chapter one that I did want to mention, I really loved how she talked about the mind as an untrained puppy. She was talking about meditating. And I also have so many people, I know you do, that uh, do also that say, I can't meditate. I can't do it right. And she kind of compares meditation to an untrained puppy and how, you you know, when you see the puppy walking with its owner, it, it'll look at something in front of it. Then it'll start looking around and finding new sounds. Then the owner directs it back on the path and then it's running off this way and that way and directing it back. And I just, it, it made me giggle. I loved that comparison and thought, Mm -hmm. so I thought I would use that in class sometime because I thought it was very clever because a lot of times our mind is an unruly dog when we're trying to journal or meditate or do something that's a little harder. Yeah, for sure. So Do you have anything in chapter three that you love? (laughs) Let's see. Finding out who or what you're living for can give you a clear vision on your life path and your purpose. Yeah, I that and, you know, the false beliefs in the mind. I talk about this all the time because it's that sort of negative self-talk and that story we Mm -hmm. tell ourselves over and over again and how when we put that on repeat, we really get nowhere right? We, we really get stuck. Right. We're really working on that voice. Yeah. Then chapter four is awaking to your spiritual life. And I think you and I can both attest to the importance of, of whatever your spiritual journey is, but how important it is to your healing. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the path of Reiki or it's the path of 
church and family values or whether it's the path of universal consciousness or wherever that path is taking you, but really trying to get yourself back in that place. Again, I talk about this in my 300 hour, but I also talk about this in Reiki training. And I also talk about this in the energy room with clients is I can't tell you how many times I have been working on people. And when the anger piece comes up, I'll be like, does it resonate with you if I say that you're angry at God? And then there's tears like, right, because people harbor this resent when they're hurt, mm-hmm. right? That, that How could God do this to me? Like, right? And it comes up. Yeah. It comes up in your cancer story. It comes up all the time. Like, why me? Right? Yeah. Why me? Why'd you have to choose mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. And then yeah. she moves into chapter five and chapter five was like, bam, bam, bam. bam. <laughs> like, okay, that's my chapter. I know I did like chapter five a lot and I really liked her section on rewiring our emotional mind. Yeah. I like that part a lot. So chapter five is for the readers. The past is your teacher, not your tether. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And the very first paragraph, the last sentence, you're the one choosing to stay tethered to your past. No mm-hmm. one forcing you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's a big bam, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. And that ties right back into the victimhood, you know, like, like know. all the things, like, right? Like, we're really yep. on it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and over on our rewiring our emotional mind, um, how many times have um, you looked at a trait of someone and uh, the author uses, let's say about your mother and a certain trait she possesses in the, in this thought, you say to yourself, I never want to have a trait like that, like my mother's. And so she goes into this, but a lot of times she said, our mind recognizes these traits as something familiar and familiar feels good to the human brain. So you wound up like your mother in some way or another. And another way that you could have trained the mind to have a different outcome would have been to think about an opposite trait. And I liked the way she used that as a way to kind of change some of your own habits and traits considering it as a training tool Mm -hmm. as opposed a piece as opposed to a piece to be angry about right and i do like you know her her little subheadings in each of her chapters are just you know like perfectly you know great little tidbit like zingers (laughs) you know one of them in the past in the chapter the five chapter five about the past it's what time zone are you living in and she's not Mm -hmm. referring to central standard time or you know pacific time she's quite literally speaking to are you living in the past are you living in the present are you living in the future like where are you currently stuck Mm -hmm. it's just good stuff and 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 it's valid because you know she moves into page 95 where she talks about your past as your story and you Mm -hmm. and i the very first thing is i'm a cancer survivor like right that's the very first thing on the page i'm an addict i'm a diabetic i'm i was abused like right i'm divorced or I my parents were divorced or mm-hmm. my parents mistreated me like all these things are exactly those sticking points right and sometimes we wear them as badges of honor and sometimes we wear them as badges of dishonor and mm-hmm. you know being mindful about how we carry that right mm-hmm. yeah. what do you think about her little section on accept your light and your dark side over on page 119 yeah totally mm-hmm. love it right yeah I love that too because you know we're all good we're all bad we all have a light we all have a darkness 
It's it's the yin yang, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it's, it's fun that you bring it up because my my children have mm-hmm. tattoos on their feet that match opposite feet. And on the one foot, it says something to the effect of you love my son. And on the other foot, it says and appreciate my dark. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the yin yang on the two feet. Mm-hmm. So, uh. And I totally didn't say that correctly, but you <laughs> point, right. Yeah, we of, get the gist. You know, the gist of it. But she comes back around on page 109 to you get to decide who you are now. You get to choose, right? And I do love that because it is really important to remember that, you know, even though you may not perceive it, you're reinventing yourself constantly. Mm -hmm. And that's a quote. I didn't just make that up. She says that second line of the paragraph. And it's it's important. It's a valid statement. I love it. Yeah, it's a great book. I feel like it's an easy read. It's, you know, something worth trying out. And it gives people enough to dabble in. It takes you back down the conversation of meditation many times. It takes you to the neuroplasticity, which is like Buddha's brain book. Like this is just a really great introduction to, so what's next? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a path towards Ayurvedic wellness. It's a path towards energetic healing. This is like literally like, are you ready to be done with the stickiness of your life? And if you are, here's some tools. Right. And it's and it's a fairly short book. It's only 157 pages long. And one thing I like about the way she set it up is um, she talks, you know, she's got the introduction first at the end of each section. She has a recap of the lessons learned in that section. And I really like that because I looked at it and I was like, oh, wait, let me run back to this section again. Um, So I did like that at all. Um, But it's very nice. And it's just set up into eight sections and I thought it was put together very well we ought to see if we can get her to come on and let us interview her I know, right? Because the last yeah. book talk we did, the author contacted us. Like, I you know. know. And we're going to be interviewing her in a few months. <laughs> right? I think it's great. So bring yeah. it on. Michelle, if you want to talk on our podcast, we would love to have you because we think your book is great. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.